Get ready for your weekly dose of tips, tactics and insights on how to turbocharge your marketing. You are listening to Smart Marketing with your host, Justin Lester and Jürgen Grobler. Welcome, Smart Marketers, um, to another episode of Smart Marketing 2.0. Um, yeah, but how's it going? Going, yeah, well, I am very excited about today, and not so much the fact that we're recording and that we've got a nice topic, but yeah, I just think about our last conversation and the way that the conversations that we've had up to date, leading up to today's conversation, is just creating a lot of continuity and momentum. and. It just feels that we're really getting to say the things that we want to talk about. And, you know, we listen to our own podcast, obviously, to make sure that the value comes across and that we're not wasting anyone's time, ideally. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just feels like we're, we're, we're putting some yeah, appropriate, relevant information out there. And, yeah, just looking forward to going at it again today. Cool. So the topic for today is what type of advertising do you need? So um, maybe you want to just give a bit of context where this falls in line with the previous episodes that we've done. Yeah. So, you know, we started our first episode of Smart Marketing 2.0, focusing on the reset and understanding what we're trying to achieve. Uh, We then moved into how to choose the right agency or type of agency. And followed on that was the question, are you ready for marketing or advertising, looking at the four pieces of marketing? but a big identifier, or I should rather say indicator that you need to identify that will help you in your selection criteria of the type of agency that you should work with once you are ready for advertising, uh, is whether you are requiring primarily intent or interest marketing. Now, the two aren't mutually exclusive, but you definitely want to know what your target market uh, or what your requirements from your target market is. Yeah, which in turn is going to help you, you know, select the right agency as well, right? Um, so I think just to unpack why that's relevant, yes, knowing which type of agency to use. You know, typically, as we said in the previous episodes, different agencies have a, a speciality in different areas. Um, you know, again, to Ebert's point, it's the, the marketing is not mutually exclusive or the advertising is not mutually exclusive, so interest and, and intent. But the question is, uh, how can you make that more effective by not over-investing or under-investing in in, uh, the wrong one, uh, over- or under-allocating resources? Um, And then the other one is why it's important is to make sure that you improve your conversion rates overall. You're going to see, as we unpack this today, just the general, yeah, how the two dovetail very nicely together and how it all comes together to to produce uh, uh, an optimal result. So... With that being said, I think let's kick in, let's kick off and, and we're going to have to start asking ourselves the question of understanding interest marketing. So let's define that first and foremost. So uh, if we look at interest marketing, that's essentially the strategies and, you know, the tactics that's used to generate and nurture interest in a product or a service and, and also to educate around that, that service, especially if it's services that, um, you know, that haven't hit the market yet, right? Or is a completely new product that, that no one knows about. Um, and then, you know, so, so with this, the goal isn't about 
with interest, it isn't, isn't about trying to make an immediate sale. Um, it's more about, you know, engaging, um, engaging with the audience and then ultimately taking them down the sales funnel. What are your thoughts around that? I want to just maybe take a step back on interest marketing and say, in an ideal world, if you were to bring a product to market and there is a real need for that product or service in the market, it could be argued that launching that product or service will spread like wildfire because there's an inherent need in the market. So marketing, if you think about it, or advertising, which is what we're really talking about when we speak about interest or intent marketing, becomes a need when you need to carry the product or the service. Right, so you either need to carry it further than a competitor who has a similar product with similar benefits or features. That same goes for a service. Or you need to carry it into the market and educate people of what it is and the potential benefits and effectively create a need that doesn't necessarily exist, but arguably convince people that they have this need that they're just not aware of. So in the truest sense, a quality product doesn't require marketing quality product will launch it will find find its consumer or its user because of the inherent need that exists and it will flourish so i think i want to just challenge smart marketers out there to look at their products and services and just ask themselves before they really go down this route of identifying whether i need intent or interest marketing is my product or service at its best value and what are the true features and benefits of that value? Now, you'll do that exercise whether you're developing the brand positioning or whether you are looking to create the functional callouts for your intent marketing, obviously brand sitting under interest. But you got to be confident that you are putting something of value into the market because that will fundamentally make your entire marketing easier and more affordable. Marketing is communication. And it is essentially persuasive communication. You're trying to convince someone to make a decision and take a certain action. And that is so much easier when you can really just speak to the facts uh, and be honest about what you're offering and the value that they'll receive. So the more honest you can be, the more brave you can be, the less persuasive, the less creative, the less influential you have to be. But I just wanted to unpack that as to say, Intent and interest marketing really is dependent first and foremost on the quality of what you're taking to market. For sure. And I think if we want to just unpack, you know, what, what's the importance of that? I mean, you've, you've like touched base on some of the, the key areas there, but I think, you know, consumers, they're overwhelmed with choice, right? So there is this need to, to differentiate standing out. Um, and, you know, it does, it does play a role in that. I know um, that it's even I know that that applies probably more so to the bigger businesses. Would you agree with that? I mean, um, oh, you yeah. know, highly commoditized products and services. We, you know, you and I, we spoke this morning about like Unilever right. being a good example of that. Right. Um, so, let, so let's focus on interest marketing and you know, unpack our understanding of that. Um, you've defined it. And I think within that, interest marketing is there to create a general interest, which is where the, the term comes from, within the 
consumer or, or user market. And where there is a saturation, such you have with multinationals, yes, Unilever, PNG, PepsiCo, uh, the list goes on. They have to create engaging, emotive, disruptive brand creations of of campaigns and messages to differentiate themselves and find emotional, what they refer to emotional hooks with their customer base to attract them to their brand when they are in fact becoming um, buyers ready to, to make a purchase. And so, so interest obviously has a, a very aggressive approach. That's where push marketing comes into. So, create a message, make sure it's emotive, make sure it can persuade, and then we push that message into the marketplace. So interest and push tend to live together. Um, and yeah, bigger brands, bigger conglomerates need to drive a bigger push message because they are aggressively competing. Um, and again, if, if you've got a quality product that kind of speaks to itself and inherently delivers the value, you you have to you're in the position where you can less push um and effectively pull but i think we'll dive into the pull um methodology when we we move into unpacking intent marketing yeah and i think you know if we look at um yeah just the the types of forms that that comes in so you know billboards i mean this podcast in particular you know, this is a form of interest marketing right and it also again if we want to circle back to the importance you know, this generates interest and it also uh, gives us an opportunity to connect with our clients or future clients or future staff for that matter um, and future marketers in a more emotive way. So, you know, when it comes down to it and people are ready to make a purchase um, or ready to engage or, uh, you know, there's already a, a good understanding and that kind of ties back to the advantages of, again, improvement of conversion rates. So, um yeah, it's just, just something, just there's a little sort of practical example about how how um, how interest actually manifests itself and what it looks like in a in a real world environment and for us. Um, I, yeah, sorry, go for it. I think it can be, this is where it gets interesting and it can also get confusing. So I'm not can, gonna, I, can I actually just say on that quickly, when you say interesting, and I mean what I wanted to say very quickly, just disclaimer, we speak of interest marketing and again, we, you know, interest advertising is probably the more accurate term. Um, but I, I want us to be very clear that we're not referring to it's a it's about generating interest, where as opposed to there are other mechanisms where you utilize interests as a way of targeting your clients. So again, setting up your Facebook ads, you'll have that. And and sometimes the term interest marketing is used in that regard, which is marketing with utilizing. Uh, by utilizing people's interest. Although when you do interest marketing, you do happen to use that targeting mechanism. Um, it's just sometimes the terminology can be a little bit confusing. So yeah, just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, the semantics um, yeah, gets, gets uh, conflated quite, quite a lot. And yeah, I, I like to always just say to myself, when you speak of interest marketing, it is creating a desire. Uh, and that's, that's what that interest refers to. Whereas the interest metric or requirements say on Google ads selecting that is somebody that has predetermined already have that desire and you are selecting to market to them as a specific group of interest. 
So to come back to, to what I was saying earlier, this is where it gets interesting or complicated is that an interest platform such as this podcast can be utilized for or by means of a pull strategy instead of a push strategy. And so push would refer to us taking a creative message and let's say making this more entertaining, uh, bringing emotive triggers into the conversation, using analogies that you know provoke uh, certain emotional reactions, etc. But we, we fundamentally try and keep this as functional and educational and informative as we can, which that much more speaks to a pull approach. And that pull approach is here is a product essentially, which we believe carries unique features and benefits of inherent or intrinsic quality, uh, and you decide whether you want it or not. Uh, the result of that is, yes, it is creating a interest marketing effect with our smart marketers or audience so that when they are ready in the funnel to be intentional in making a purchase, in other words, they are now open to intent marketing, uh, the interest marketing has carried them to that point to seek us out. And I think we'll, we'll, I think we'll circle back to that because I think for us to truly understand that, we'll need to unpack intent uh, a bit more. But maybe we can just wrap up with, with the understanding of interest marketing and go through some of the pros and cons. Right. Just as a, a quick reference here, maybe yeah. a bit of a plug okay. uh, on the Ruby <laughs> Digital. Here we go <laughs> Ruby Digital. Plug incoming. <laughs> .co.za website. There is a thorough and clearly outlined blog on interest versus intent as well as, as, well as push and pull. Uh, and I really want to encourage you to, to go and yeah, just take a few minutes, just go read it. Uh, I think it's very well uh, you know, formulated very well uh, structured in the order of which you receive the information. And it actually builds a very clear understanding. So uh, I also just want to be clear. I don't think our objective today is to really explain what it is, but more of how you need to choose which one you want and what the results of that might be in terms of the type of agency that you then choose to work with. Cool. That's well said. Um, right. So let's go, let's go back into those pros and cons. Um, pros. So I think the one is, um, you know, again, I spoke to it before is the, the opportunity to build a, a strong relationship with uh, potential prospects and, and yeah, and work towards nurturing them to becoming a paying customer or a client. Uh, again, it's that ability to be, to connect with them emotively. Um, and then, if we look at, um, you know, it also again, it 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 can also contribute towards brand loyalty because there's a there's a lot of trust that goes into, you know, once they become a client or a customer, they understand who they're actually working with. Um, you know, sometimes people engage with companies or products and they they're not quite sure. They don't know are they actually getting the best? Do they have the best? And you know, can they feel confident? Because often we let's use our industry as one example. They're relying on us to be the experts and the specialists. And until they truly understand who we are and the expertise that we bring to the table, and um, a bit more about us as the brand, um, that you know, the question is, do we have the best? Yes, the results look great, but is there a better out there? You know, and and that that can be often the thing. It's like I'm getting good results, but what is good? Um, do we have the best? And I think having having that like uh, that relationship um, really kind of further iterates that and further builds that. It's at this point in the interest conversation or the interest marketing conversation where my triggers 
get activated. Go for it. Right. So inherently, that is my concern around interest marketing. Well, let me first just take a step back and say, guys, uh, full disclosure, I am highly intent marketing biased. And however comes from, has a huge interest background, so. <laughs> which, which is, I like to think because I, I know what it is. Uh, I have, I have enough reason to identify why intent is better, um, in, in multiple, uh, uh, yeah, in many, very, in many different ways, but also for various different reasons. But we'll, we'll obviously climb into that when we look at the pros and um, right. of, of intent. But when it comes back to interest and the benefits you just spoke about around brand differentiation and, and you know, communicating to the market, you know, what, what can offer, you see interest marketing also, you know, takes the form of branding. And then in branding, the I would say at least for the last decade and a half was all about storytelling, creating emotive positioning to connect and let your customer relate with your brand. Now, that exact problem statement that you posed is what became, it's like, well, who, who's actually telling the true story here? Because as uh, woke culture came about, the challenge was presented to big brands or brand narratives of, you know, are you just painting the picture that resonates with me and makes me emotional so that I, prefer your brand or are you actually being honest and so what you now have is authentic emotive branding or messaging and so that's now the big agency drive or all mindset is let's be authentic big brands let's be authentic um and and just in that just look at the amount of effort that needs to go into deliver their product uh, and i just sometimes question myself to say if if somebody were to just take that same amount of budget and energy and coordination and apply it to the intrinsic value which is the product and see how they can improve the product and then just make it available to the market would they not get a better result the problem is sorry let me just say that the problem is well, there's many problems with that actually <laughs> it takes time to do that i also think some things inherently can't be fixed like it doesn't matter how much more you take and put money in like but should it be on the market then and should it actually be sold? No, should it be, sure. be a better consumer right no i agree and I mean, then and then's the, then it, then business <laughs> ethics comes into it no, but, totally. but let's totally. not go down that road um <laughs> the 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 reality is just that it takes time. It takes time to to do all of that. And many businesses or many companies, and therefore many brands, can't afford to take the step back to take the two steps forward. They mm. can't afford to now say, we're not going to take a knock uh, on two quarters. Well, there's there's just simply no guarantee of immediate conversion. Exactly. Um, and, and to your point, like a midsize or even a small company, I mean, a small, even a midsize company, yeah. uh, they can't afford to do that. Right? So here's where I'm probably going to get a little bit controversial if I haven't been already. Um, interest marketing for me equals fear marketing. It is a fear from the marketer that if they are not aggressively pushing their message and their product into the market, that they will not succeed in the long term. Whereas intent marketing for me speaks to a bit more composed, controlled, confident marketing, whereby you back your value, your product, and that what you're bringing to the market, and you're prepared to do it right and lay the right foundations and let it show its return on investment 
in six to 12 months. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I don't completely agree with that, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I think I can definitely, um, yeah, I, I can relate in some respects, but I think there's definitely times where clients just want to get, they see an opportunity to really cement their brand in a new market. And um, that's really their intent, right? It's, it comes out of opportunity and not fear. Yeah. But, but, I, but, I, but I, do, I do definitely take into consideration. And I want to be fair. There are situations where interest marketing and, and push strategies are critical of or of the essence. Um, you know, there are many pestle elements that can influence the situation or the environment of a business and brand. And then, you know, that is required. Uh, and then we ourselves have, have looked at it. But again, we're not talking about whether the one is better than the other. I think to be very clear, they, again, we said it in the beginning, they're not mutually exclusive. It's the degrees or the variant uh, at which you apply both. Uh, and I'm just of the position that intent needs to be primary with a secondary function around interest. Sure. And I think, you know, if you look at interest in particular, it's um, especially because it, it'll sort of have a lot of things. It'll, it'll, you know, often come across channels like billboards or, or, or TV ads, or, you know, these are often very common uh, channels in which um, advertising takes place for, for interest. Um, and at the same time, because of that, just that long duration, um, you know, it could be four or five years. Uh, I like, again, uh, to use a practical example, I'm now engaging with a company for services that my initial touch point was an interest, uh, interest marketing that originally got me engaged. And, um, and now we're, we're finally making purchases. That's five years. So with that and is a con is the challenge of tracking and um, determining return on investments um, and accurately measuring the direct impact of those efforts, which is, it can always be a challenge yeah. business. I, I think that's actually a great opportunity for us to move into intent marketing. And I, and I want to explain why, because, you know, we, we at Ruby uh, have an approach, a methodology whereby we pose it to any new client and simply ask them the question, do you want to create general awareness of your brand, a general interest, so that when somebody is ready to make a purchase, uh, you are top of mind? Or are you looking for someone who can position you in the most effective and accurate way in the market that when they are ready to buy, uh, you're, you're their first choice? And, and, and that for me is you know, the two questions really to be answered to decide between interest and intent. And so you, know, you spoke about interest now um, not necessarily being as measurable as intent. Uh, and you know, part of educating uh, what the difference is between an agency that is primarily a interest or a intent marketing is intent marketing agencies or companies you will find have very strong tracking systems in place. That being reporting, uh, I always say a, a quick indicator is if you go onto their website and you see the case studies that they're putting out there is very data-driven and very informative around the uh, measured tactics applied. That will give you a, a good sense that that is primarily an intent marketing agency, whereas interest is the reverse where it's very creative work and uh, very reward or award-based uh, creative work. Sure. Uh, I think let's – so just, again, maybe to to sort of follow that kind of format, I think – uh, the definition of intent marketing. So I've got a good definition here for you guys. Intent marketing is about targeting consumers based on their expressed or implied intention to make a purchase. This could be determined by their search queries, page visits, 
or other online behaviors that suggest a readiness to buy. So, yeah, that's that's typical. Um, you know, we're looking for shoes for a marathon, and we'll query that in Google, and you know, let's make sure that our shoes show up first in in Google because they clearly are ready, ready to target. And um, yeah, that's it. And again, a perfect example of how the two can dovetail. You know, Nike is obviously a very popular is the number one shoe brand in the world. And, and they had some amazing campaigns about just dirt and celebrating the athletes and, 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 and. So, you know, um, someone is now showing intent because they're searching for running shoes, but in the back of their mind, they would have remembered that interest, uh, that interest marketing, those ads, what those ads, you know, you'll see a common one is, is to associate that with, um, brand ambassadors, um, and and there's a, an affinity that comes along with that. So that is also going to ultimately influence their decision. Now that they have the intention to buy, who are they going to choose to buy from? And and again, that's just a clearer way of showing how they work. But but let's say, you know, why why is that, you know, why is intent important? Well, yeah, at the end of the day, it's about it's about getting in front of the, the clients at the right time that are the most likely to convert and and to start to get your ROI. You know, it's a bit like you know, if maybe like a basketball reference or something, you know, or maybe not a basketball reference. Let's go with a baseball reference. You know, you've got to you can throw the pitch, but at the end of the day, you've got to have you've got to have a bat that hits the home runs or, or you know, hits the um, you know, really sends the score and and builds the score, and I think that's so so critical. It's like what's going to be the slam dunk? What's gonna what's gonna finish it off? And and that's what intent marketing is really there to do. Now, that's not again to say um, you need both necessarily. I mean, we've we have seen very many examples where interest isn't applied in any shape or form, um, and intent seems to live on its own, and again, vice versa, right? There's many times when people don't run in, in intent marketing, but yet interest can still generate them um, those conversions. Uh, but again, that that sort of blended approach between the two, yeah. I think, is is so critical. I uh, like I like your analogy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, which one? Well, <laughs> I, I was like going all the sports. Let me, there. <laughs> maybe let me specify and say I like the essence of your analogy, which is interest is the setup and intent is the the follow through or the punchline. Um, but with that, I think we're we're now moving into where pool messaging or pool marketing, um, and I, I like to refer more to pool messaging and less about pool marketing because when you are deploying intent marketing strategies, you're you're using pool uh, tactics or messaging, and and that's the kind of messaging that speaks to you know functional features and benefits and claims and guarantees, and it's it's the kind of language which resonates to the logical side of your consumer. Uh, and let's face it, um, as emotion, because money can be so emotional because people work hard for their money and they therefore are emotionally attached to that. They want to know that they get the best value on what they're spending. And it's because they are so emotionally attached, which then they rely on the logical. Um, and so, you know, I, I'd like to venture to say that if you were to put a Nike ad that lands, and believe me, there are quite a few, and I've, I've been subject to, to a few of them where I, I found myself very emotionally uh, inspired. Uh, I mean, they, they're just, it's just a great band. But if you were to put a great Nike brand ad against a money-back guarantee, 
you will time and time again have the money back guarantee clinching the transaction and not the ad. Now I'm not saying Ooh, that's controversial. I'm not saying mutual. Again, I'm not saying <clears throat> mutually exclusive. I am. I am saying that statistically, I'll. I'll bet. I'll, oh, money I'll back guarantee it. that these are the best shoes you've ever bought. That, that <laughs> money back guarantee is going to tr- the, the the functional intent messaging sure. is going to beat the emotive. It's like yes, this makes me feel great, but what really gets me mm. to press purchase? Yeah, right. It's going to be oh. Well, there's no risk involved here. I don't have to run the risk of losing my hard-earned money. Even though I like the brand and I feel good about the brand and they do everything right and they seem to be honest and you know environmental and conscious and, 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 I am going to get my value. And so <clears throat> that is intent marketing and that is pool messaging. And that pool messaging is about putting the pure benefits or the intrinsic benefits and features of your product out there and and communing on a functional logical level what your customer or consumer is going to get from your product and pull messaging can be simple it can be clear and understandable i mean i find myself often looking at interest ads and actually just being confused by what was the message (laughs) And, Mm. and and what do you want from me or what are you actually offering me um and and it's very common. I mean, it's and, and it's always because it's like people get caught in trying to be too smart, mm. uh, and that's what you're finding in this interest space. And I think We're trying to use like interest content in an intent fashion, right? Like uh, yes. you know, with trying to get that intent response. Yes, um, and so pull essentially is putting your message out there and letting it mature. And when the customer is ready to purchase, they will come and seek that promise that value that guarantee and they will transact it's actually an interesting point you know we spoke about the content and it's it's challenges that you and i have faced in the past where you know we'll produce content that's very much intent focused but because it you know and 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 the company that or the client might be you know thinking well i want something that's far more elaborate far more emotive far more um, in line with the tone of the brand, yeah, and and just just more flashy, and 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 at the end of the day, that's that's where there's that disconnect, and often um, the misalignment, right? Yeah. Like, what are we actually trying to do here? Yeah, are we trying to you know entertain, or are we trying to get a call to action? And yeah, so so that that's just another key takeaway that you know when you do work with your agencies and you do go for these types of um, marketing approaches just to, f- you know, take that into consideration because um, it, it can really affect the agency relationship as well. So, you know, we, we did speak about that there are varied degrees, but I think we got to focus on the fact that two objects can't occupy the same space. <laughs> and when you are using, albeit an intent, or interest marketing approach, if you are going to ask your agency whether it is an interest specialist or intent specialist agency to be landing both a pull and a push message, in other words, a logical, factual, as well as emotional, you're actually confusing your customer or your consumer. Um, We are inherently uh, shortening our intention span. And that's just obviously due to the times that we're in. And key takeaways, 
have become more important now than ever before. And there's a time and place. So often budget constrictions requires or pushes marketers into a place where they're trying to fit everything into one exercise. But if you let your business lead the objective of your marketing, as we've discussed in the previous episode, you will find yourself with a very clear plan with a very clear need for marketing and what type of marketing and, and it and it will be clear as to whether you've got to go down the intent or interest route and with that whether you want to apply pull or push cool. uh, tactics through those those agencies so i think let's just i want to just kind of sum up on some of the, the pros and cons so one of the pros you know major advantage is obviously the efficiency you know targeting users already showing the purchase to intent the conversion rates are going to be higher um, you know, you're going to have a lot more, you know, personalized messaging, um, and that'll also enhance the user experience and, and just the overall brand perception on the con side. Um, you know, it, we, we've got to appreciate that it can be challenging. You know, it's a dynamic, uh, nature of online behavior. So someone might've shown intent at one moment and then, you know, that intent won't longer persist. So there's a window of opportunity. Um, the reality is if someone is out there and is intending on, buying a vehicle once they purchase the vehicle um no longer are they going to be in the market to buy a vehicle anymore and and you know you could be retargeting them and remarketing to them for a period of time so that's just something to take into consideration um and then on the back of that um yeah, the data you know data isn't always perfect so you might find that you're working on a, a keyword then you're targeting a, a specific keyword but someone's intent might be slightly ambiguous and vague and they might be out of more curiosity than out of actual interest in purchasing um so those are those are some challenges but look there are technologies i mean i know for instance at ruby we've got a product called ruby leads and um you know that allows us the opportunity to with the help of ai and is to try and understand what are those characteristics and what are those behaviors that um you know these clients are are facing or or or, or demonstrating in order to make sure that we get that a lot more um, specific so and then i think yeah i think the best thing for us to do now is really just wrap up on some sort of key takeaways i do want to just go back to what i mentioned at the start in terms of a key t- before we go down key takeaways which is i really just want to encourage our, our our small marketers when you are considering intent or interest marketing please refer to our previous episode and make sure that you are in fact ready for advertising and that you have your marketing piece in place. And ask yourself, do you have the time to invest in improving your quality of your product and your services to ensure for a more sustainable, long-term, and ultimately higher and more consistent return of your investment by creating intent marketing pool strategies to build your customer or your client base. And if you do, I really want to encourage you to to challenge yourself, to be brave and be confident in what you're taking to market and pursue that avenue before necessarily moving down the, let's call it more the instant gratification uh, interest marketing push strategies so i yeah there's a good question for like for us so so small to medium size enterprise companies what would you what's a good split like in terms of marketing budget versus intent versus interest yeah 
well, if I am, well, I was going to immediately biasly react in favor to intent, but it about uh, what we do. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> it depends. Again, uh, I want to take it back and and answer the question with a question, which is, well, what's the business objective? Yeah, right. Uh, but let's let's quickly give a, a split on two objectives. Let's say you are in a scale uh, process or, or stage of the company, um, then interest marketing would be your biggest driver because you you need to drive that aggressive engagement and therefore push your offering more aggressively into the market. If you are seeking, if you have the let's say the runway and you have the um, stability of the organization. Uh, and let's call it you're in a kind of a static environment where everything's in balance and harmony. Yes, then intent is the easy option of going, uh, you know, the long-term approach. But what we have seen is when you have intent in place first and then want to scale more aggressively, um, the return that you get from your interest marketing is exponentially more effective and higher. Because it's ready to you're convert. Ready to convert. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Cool. All right. So maybe just to wrap up on that. Um, so again, both interest and intent marketing, they both play pivotal roles, obviously uh, serving at you know different stages in the customer journey. Um, they're essentially going to be you know performing a different function, although they some often share some very similar outcomes. Um, you know, interest marketing is that sparking the curiosity, creating intrigue, um, you know, nurturing potential customer building brand loyalty but it's definitely the longer term strategy that's that's gonna obviously have the um you know the not the short-term conversions in the roi i like to sum it up in the sense that intent marketing is your baseline and whenever you need to impress or hit a high note or have a catalyst that's where interest marketing comes in mm. no for sure and i think again i mean quality marketers or smart marketers they're going to know how to leverage both these strategies you know using interest to sort of build that broad engaged audience and then intent to really come in and convert it into into paying customers into rands and cents and dollars and pence you know um so yeah i think with that being said it's not about choosing between it's just about understanding when and how and how much and how to use each strategy effectively and selecting the right partner in terms of the agency to then effectively guide you in the deployment of those tactics. I think it's a good way to end it. Cool. Guys, well, listen, so thanks so much for uh, tuning in today. Um, if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, um, give us a thumbs up, all of that um, across any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to. And we will see you guys shortly. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Smart Marketing. Be sure to review, rate, and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest marketing tips, insights, and tactics to help make your marketing a success.